You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. So tonight, uh, Pastor tasked me with the, uh, tasked Jacob and I both, the uh, task of preaching a Christmas message. And that's something that I, I haven't done before. You, you don't typically, uh, as a staff member, get to preach a, a Christmas message. And so as I thought on it, then Christmas program was, was obviously on uh, Jacob's mind for the most part. And then uh, mine as well a little bit. And as I was at the practice and uh, hearing Cameron and, and uh, Caitlin converse and go through their parts, I, I just thought about the Christmas story in a, in a different way. Um, it, it made me think of the Christmas story just in a, a new light. And so it, it's, not, it's not anything new, but just something that the, that the Lord gave to me. And it's just been on my mind recently. So I just want to share that with you tonight. But we'll, we'll get to Luke chapter 1 in a minute. But I think you'd agree with, with this statement that in America, we thrive on convenience. Yes. We are so used to giving into what is convenient for us. Anytime you, you get gas, you can conveniently get a snack that you did not start craving until you got to the gas station. It's right there for you. When you, want, when you don't want to cook, you can go to a fast food restaurant or you can have it delivered to your door. It's crazy. It's, it, it, it's very convenient. Instead of uh, having to leave your house to, to go rent a movie or to go buy a movie or something like that, you can now watch it from your home, and you can stream everything at, at, your, at your house. Instead of going to the mall to go Christmas shopping, which used to be, used to be a, a, an American pastime, you get all your gifts in your recliner with Amazon Prime, and, and you don't even have to wait five to ten business days. You can get it in two days. It's awesome. I, I did all my Christmas shopping online. I have not gone into one store, and I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, but we, we make a lot of our decisions based on our own convenience and the things that are easy for us, the things that would cause us the least amount of trouble. While I'm thankful for a lot of those things, and I, and I do most of those things myself, I believe that we can all slip into a habit of giving into convenience yes. and giving into what's easy and comes natural for us. Not only does that happen in our everyday life, but it also happens in our, our Christian life and in our walk with the Lord right. to, to choose what we would want instead of what God desires for yeah. us. Right. So it's a struggle for us in, in our time, but I believe that the temptation to give into convenience and, and into ease was also a struggle for Mary and Joseph. We've all heard the Christmas story, and we've probably heard it a hundred times. Even if you haven't grown up in church, you know the Christmas story. And a lot of times we can view it as just that, a story. As, as a, a story that we like to hear around Christmas time, and, and it just happened a long time ago, and it's just a nice story. But we forget that there, there's real people involved in that story. Real people, just like you and I, with real emotions and real feelings like we have. So as we look at this familiar story, don't let your mind wander. Don't, don't block it out because you've heard it so much. Put yourself in the shoes of Mary and Joseph. 
And think of how these events would have affected them and, and the thoughts that they, that they would have. So you have Joseph and Mary, two young people engaged to be married. They're, they both seem to be doing what is right and, and honoring God with their lives and just living the, the typical life of a, of a Jewish young couple. And then out of nowhere, God brings his plan to them. And that's where we pick up in verse 26 of Luke chapter 1, verse 26. We're not going to stand tonight. We'll just look at, look at a few verses here. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall, shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So imagine it. Here's this angel that, that comes to Mary, who is most likely a, a young teenage girl at this point, And he tells her that the long-awaited Messiah... The, the son of God is going to come to earth and she is going to be the mother. Imagine the emotions that, that she would have while hearing this news. You know, I, I, I'm sure she thought that, um, I'm sure she, she was confused and, and wondering how this big plan would all work out. I'm sure she felt inadequate and shocked. How someone so young from, from a, a poor family, a poor tribe like hers could be chosen to, to bear the Son of God. How could that happen? I, I'm sure she thought a lot about what other people would think of her because she wasn't married. And now she's going to show up pregnant. What would people say? What, what would they think? What would Joseph think? Would, would he believe her? Would, 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 he, would he still love her? Would he raise the baby as his own? I'm sure the thought came to her mind, what, what's going on? Yeah. This, this isn't in my plans. This wasn't my plan. This isn't in my comfort zone. This is going to be difficult. Yes. This isn't convenient. Right. She definitely had some doubts. She definitely had some concerns. Verse 29 says that she was troubled at the saying. She was disturbed. She was concerned at what the angel had said. She cast in her mind, meaning that she, she thought very carefully about what the angel was doing. She questioned how it would all work. She had her doubts. Mary was human. She had real emotions and real struggles. And in that moment, she was faced with God's purpose for, for her. She had to decide, 
Am I going to submit to my own feelings, my own emotions, my own plans, and what's convenient for me? Or am I going to submit to God's purpose for my life? That's the decision that she was facing. Then you have Joseph. Turn over to Matthew chapter, chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. We'll look at verse 18. Matthew 1, 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So, here's Joseph. He's just found out that Mary, his soon-to-be wife, is pregnant. And, And she says that it's going to be the Messiah, the Son of God. Imagine, again, what, what would he feel like? What, what, were, what were the thoughts that were going on in his mind? In, in verse 19 and 20, it says that Joseph didn't just respond with anger or just respond out of his emotions. He, he didn't lash out, but he carefully thought about it. He pondered the situation. And Brother Jacob has, has preached a good message on that, that, that you, you, you shouldn't just react um, as soon as something happens or, or as soon as you're provoked. Take time to think. Use the gift that God has given us to stop and think before acting. And it'll save you from a lot of trouble, and it'll save you from uh, potentially broken relationships. It's a good way way to live. But can you imagine the thoughts that he was thinking? The the thoughts that were going on in his mind as he he thought about it. How could his fiancé do something like this? If she loved him, then, then how could she do this to him? They're, they were supposed to get married and have a normal, happy life, a normal, happy family. He was probably embarrassed, ashamed, feeling betrayed. He was probably scared of what this could mean for him and his soon-to-be wife. But then an angel comes and, and confirms what Mary has said. He would be the earthly father to the Savior of the world. How would you feel if you were just told that that you'd be the earthly father to Jesus? I I couldn't believe it. I'm sure he felt so inadequate, like Mary, wondering if he was worthy, wondering how he's going to raise him. You know, at this point, he would most definitely be thinking, okay, this is not what I planned. This is not what I drew up. This isn't going to be easy. You know, what what, what are people going to think? This, This changes everything for Mary. This changes everything for me. This is not in my comfort zone. This is not convenient. And in that moment, Joseph also had to decide, like Mary, was he going to submit to what was convenient for him and most easy for him? Or was he going to submit to God's purpose for him? That couldn't be an easy decision for Mary or for Joseph. We take that for granted a lot of times. This would completely change their lives forever. It would completely change their plans. Their way 
probably would have been much easier in their eyes. Their way would make a lot more sense to them. Their way would have been more convenient. Were they going to submit to convenience or to God's purpose for them? We're all faced with with that same decision every day. Obviously, it's not the same circumstances, but we all have to decide whether or not we will submit to what is convenient for us or whether we will submit to God's purpose for our lives. It can be in, in small areas. It can be in big areas. I think of our relationship with the Lord. Taking time out of an already crazy and, and busy schedule to read your Bible and actually take time to apply it and to meditate on it. Yes. Praying with purpose. Memorizing scripture. If you were to look at your schedule and, and, and how much more you could sleep, how, how many things you could get done uh, if you weren't to, to walk the Lord, it's easy to start thinking, you know, this isn't very convenient. This, this is not easy. This isn't comfortable. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it today. I'm, I, I need more sleep. But I found, I found myself thinking those, those, those thoughts. Having a relationship with God is not always convenient. Giving your tithe when things are tight is not the easiest thing to do. But on top of that, you give to missions and the building fund. You see that Excel is raising their electricity rate by 18%. It's ridiculous. You, you start thinking, okay, this is going to get difficult. This isn't easy, especially with inflation. No, this is a problem. I'm, I'm going to have to skip missions. I'm going to have to skip building fund this week. You know, church attendance, when, when you get home late from work and you don't feel the greatest, there's bad weather, uh, or, or you just have a lot to get done, the tendency is to say, okay, you know, it would be easier and more convenient to not go to church tonight. Let's, let's just live stream. Serving in ministries at Eastside, it's not always easy to be on time to, t- to teach your class, to be on time for choir, to be on time for your, your ministry. It's more convenient to, to get busy at the house and, and not study for, for your Sunday school lesson. It's definitely more convenient to let someone else clean the church or shovel the snow. It's more convenient to just come in and, and go out for services and not stop to talk to people or greet guests. That, it's, that's more convenient. It's easier. That's definitely the easy way. It's not easy to be a light and a witness at your job or, or at school. It's not very convenient um, to, to put yourself out there and, and to invite someone to church. It's not convenient to come out to outreach, especially when, the, when it's warm outside and you could be mowing your lawn, doing other things. There are other things that, that you could do. Well, what about your relationship with your, your family? It's not always convenient and the easiest thing to do to spend quality time with your spouse or, or with your children or to, to sit down and have family devotions and, and pray together. It's not convenient to train and, and discipline your children. It's not convenient to, to prioritize church and, and serve in the church together, along with all the other things that you have to do. We all have the tendency to view God's purposes and the things that, that God desires for us as Christians. We have the tendency to view them as inconvenient, as a trouble sometimes. And we, we, don't, we don't want to do them. And, and those are some small areas, but maybe it's a harder situation. Maybe you've been waiting on God to, to work in a certain situation in your life. You haven't had children yet. You're waiting on, on God to bring you a spouse. 
You're waiting on, on God to help you with your work situation. Your wayward child to come home. Your health has been deteriorating. You, you've got doctor visits and, and medical bills. Nothing about that is easy. Nothing about that is convenient. It's not comfortable. All of those things are challenging. And the easy and convenient thing to do is to become discontent. To just focus on, on the trials. To constantly worry about the next step. It's convenient and easy to become bitter towards God or others that, that have it easier than you. If we're all honest with ourselves, many times God's plan or his purpose for our life isn't easy. It's not convenient to us. It's not that it's unreasonable, but we just view it as inconvenient. It can be so easy for us to view God's plan for us as disruptions, as a problem, as a nuisance. And we start giving in what we start giving in to what comes natural to us, what's convenient, and we miss God's purpose for us. So how, how do we submit to, to God's purpose and, and his plan for our life instead of our own conveniences? What comes easy to us? When faced with God's purpose, how did Mary and Joseph decide to submit to his purpose rather than their own convenience? They submitted to God's purpose by trusting his promises. One of the first things that the angel said to Mary and Joseph was, fear not. Fear not. Meaning, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Have peace. You can have peace. Joseph and Mary didn't have to fear. They didn't have to worry. They could have peace because it was God's plan. It wasn't their plan. They didn't have to work it out. It was God's plan for them. He was going to work it out. They didn't have to fear. They didn't have to worry. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid of what's coming next or what's going to happen if you take a step that's not comfortable because, you, because you're submitting to God's plan. Because sometimes when you submit to God's plan, you got to do some things that aren't convenient, that aren't easy for you. But if it's God's plan, he's in control. He's going to take care of it. Amen. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. When you find yourself struggling whether or not to, to submit to your own convenience or God's plan, trust that he's going to give you peace. If, if you choose his purpose, he will give you peace. Another promise that the Mary and Joseph could trust in was God's presence. The angel said that, that the Holy Ghost would, would come upon her, that the power of the highest would overshadow her. Mary didn't have to worry about all the details. She didn't have to figure out God's plan on her own she knew that she wouldn't be alone. Joseph wasn't going to be alone because they had God's presence. We can be confident and we can submit to God's plans and purpose for our life, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, because we have his presence. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, then Jesus is giving the disciples a great commission, his great plan, his great purpose for them and, and for us. And this is what he says. He says, Go ye, therefore, and teach all nation, nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever things I have commanded you. That's a lot. That, that's, that's a big command. But it's almost as if Jesus knew that the disciples, and we might too, be a little nervous and scared about this plan that he had for us. 
So he gives him this reassurance. He says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. You don't have to worry about sharing the gospel with that coworker. Teenager, you don't have to worry about sharing the gospel with that, with that uh, teenager in, in your school. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say at outreach, inviting your neighbors to church. We have the presence of God with us. We have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit to guide us, and that's all we need. You don't have to go through this trial alone in your life, the, the, the waiting time, the, the, this, this health trial. If you're submitted to God's purpose and whatever he wants for your life, then he promises you his presence throughout it. Psalm 145.18 says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. You can submit to God's purpose by trusting in the promise of his peace, of his presence, and lastly, his power. The last promise that Mary and Joseph could trust in was the power of God. If you were given the task of bearing and raising the Son of God, you would feel pretty inadequate. Imagine how they felt. They were probably overwhelmed. They felt like this was going to be an impossible task. But then verse 37 in in Luke comes along. It says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Because they were submitted to, to God's plan, not their own. This wasn't their idea. This wasn't their plan. They didn't have to do God's plan on their own. They didn't have to figure it out in their own strength. They didn't have to make it through this hard time on their own because God gives his power for his purposes. It's so easy to get overwhelmed trying to go through life, especially on our own, when we're trying to stick to our own plan and what's convenient for us. But if we're submitted to God's plan and his purpose for us, then he's going to give us the power that we need to accomplish that plan, to accomplish that purpose. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be attempted above that ye are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. If you are submitted to God's purpose, then you have his power. You don't have to try and get through this health trial, this, this trial on your own. You don't have to go through this tough waiting season on your own. God is going to give you his power. He will make a way for you to be able to bear it. It can be very intimidating to go on outreach and knock doors. It can be overwhelming to try and be the witness that you're supposed to be to your coworkers. But Acts 1, 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You have God's power when you decide to be a witness for him. So don't hesitate. Submit to his purpose. Submit to his plan for you. When when God has a plan for you, when he has a purpose for you, he will give you his power. So as we close tonight, how have you been viewing God's plans and his purposes for you? Do you view them as inconvenient? Have you been submitting to your own convenience and what's easy to you, what comes natural to you, or are you submitting to God's purpose for you? If Mary and Joseph had submitted to convenience, then they would have missed out on an incredible opportunity 
to, to raise Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you choose to submit to what's convenient for you, what's easy for you, you will miss out on the purpose that God has for you and the blessings that come with it. Submitting to God's plan and his purpose isn't always easy. It's not always convenient. But it has eternal significance and rewards for those that will submit to it. What part of God's purpose are you viewing as inconvenient? Maybe it's your relationship with the Lord. And, and you, you're, you are, are saying, okay, it's, it's too inconvenient. I don't have time. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to spend time with the Lord. Maybe, maybe it's, it's your uh, giving and, and things are getting tight right now with inflation, with, with the things that are going on in our country, and you're tempted to, to stop giving what you know you should. Maybe it's in serving in the ministries here at church. You, you come and serve, but it's with a wrong attitude. You're just here because you have to be. It's inconvenient for you. Maybe it's sharing the gospel, and you're holding back. You're, you're nervous about sharing the gospel. Maybe it's your relationship with your family. Maybe it's a trial that you're struggling through. You're having a hard time being content in. Whatever it is, have you made a habit of giving into what's convenient and easy for you instead of God's plan and his purpose for you? We need to learn from Joseph and Mary that we can submit to God's purpose and his plan by trusting in his promise of peace, presence, and power. Submit to God's plan and his purpose, and he'll give you his peace, his presence, and his power. Let's pray. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.